All right, welcome to the MindWorks Podcast with Dre and Kev. Today we got a special guest, DJ Gatica. Gatica in the building. How's it going? What's new? What's Yo, up? What's up? What's going on? We in Queens? You know I was born in Flushing, right? All right. Talk Queens to Queens get the money all so, day. What, where in Flushing were you born at? Flushing, Queens. Flushing Hospital. Yeah, on Taya. Oh. Flushing Hospital? That's like off Main Street and Stan- Sanford? Yeah, the isn't it like the Booth Memorial now? What, Booth what? Memorial. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Booth so Memorial. It, when, in 1990, when I was born, 1990. Um, it was called Flushing Hospital. Mm. Nice. Um, but now I believe it is Booth Memorial or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Awesome, awesome. All right, so just to begin, yes, this is our guest, our special guest today. Basically, we're going to we're gonna be talking about a lot of shit and a lot of interesting controversial shit, too, from uh, basically, you know, a lot of things going on in the world. But I just want to let my audience know who you are. So if you could just introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what you're about. Sure. I go by Gatika, the DJ. If you ain't know, now you know. All right. Now, you know, I had to pull up on my guy, Dre, show him some love. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm pretty lit. Like, I'm humble, but I am now in a place where I can humbly tell you how amazing I am. Where before <laughs> I feel like I used to have to be like, oh, meh, 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 because New Yorkers were so were perceived as these, as these like arrogant assholes. Right. That we think we know it all. So I'd always kind of like tiptoe around how amazing I am to make other people feel better about themselves Mm. but like everyone's on a journey right like my journey is that now i can stand proud with who i am and i am very comfortable with how uncomfortable my confidence makes people Mm. um it took a long time to get here and we are here now um i'm a mommy of two beautiful angels i'm a mother first before anything Um, love that and yeah, I've been DJing for about four years professionally, and I have my own po- podcast called Talk About It with Gatika. Hey, nice. And, um, you know, Dre. What up? I've been watching the content. Yes, <laughs> yes. My publicist told me I shouldn't take this interview. Oh, <laughs> snap. She was very clear, like, listen, this is, this is, he's a little, you know, he's aggressive, he's, yeah. he's, he's. He's danger, danger, passionate about what he's talking about. Right. So then I said, this is exactly who I want to speak to. This is exactly the conversations that I want to be in, because I think that ultimately you and I have the same goal where maybe your approach is a little bit different from mine. Mm -hmm. The -hmm. reason why I took this interview and why I want to be on your platform and and collaborate on on a debate because I do think me and you might not agree on everything, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with having a debate because if we as a consensus are here on the same goal of we just want to be treated like human beings, like we want to be able to have stake in what our children are learning in the schools that we pay taxes on. Talk to them. Okay. Exactly. But still respect people in who they are. And okay. I don't need to agree with what you do on your spare time. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm all for he, she, they, them, whatever it is. Like, and, not, and I don't mean to say that in a disrespectful manner. You know, mm-hmm. I'm saying it respectfully. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you do. I don't. I hope you're happy. Yeah. Just don't, like, again, if this is not a private school where, you know, it's a, what do they call those? Like the lottery schools and stuff where it's like. Get the best kids in. Right. Selective like where schools. we're talking about, yeah. and I can only talk about public education to people who don't pay for school. Because what I won't tolerate is when I hear parents going off and this, this, and the third, but they're talking about a free education that your kid is getting. Mm-hmm. So you can't be pointing in people's faces. Yes, we pay taxes. But that's why Long Island parents got a different type of base in their voice when they talk to their superintendent than the way Queens people do. Because every single house in Long Island, whether your kid goes to that school or not, you pay taxes on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Queens, we don't pay those educational taxes and why we can't, you know, point our fingers in nobody's face. If you don't like it, then go to a school that you pay for. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Got you. So I, I'm, I'm just curious to know. Um, I'm just curious to know. So uh, your publicist, what, what was it that she was saying <laughs> that you, she didn't want you coming on the podcast? I don't want to I don't think this. it was me. I, I think it was you, I don't, Andre. I don't think. No, <laughs> He's no, like, no. the guy Kev, he's all right. No, no, no. You know what it is? Is that like, so remember, in our generation, it is no longer... Let me, while I see you, I see the work you're putting in behind your productions and how you probably, you know, who knows how many minutes worth of content that you put out, right? Yeah. And and I know, I mean, what I understand from you, I don't really feel like I know you know you, but we, we've... We were going to go over that, too. Like, yeah, when did yeah. we meet? Yeah, how did right. we meet? When, when did it go down? I don't, I'm not really, you know, I can't really remember. <laughs> like, well, I, I know mean, you're from the neighborhood, from Bayside. SPFLD SPFLD, all day, Springfield. I mean, I was always really cool with uh, La Nena Glenna and oh, Carol. Yeah, Glenna, yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I was cool with some people you was cool with. Yep. My friends knew your friends. Yeah. Oh, but okay. I don't think that we ever were like, hey, let's, you know, you and I hang out or whatever. Yeah. But, like, we were, like. Friends by association. Yeah, that's um, the word. So when my publicist saw your content, again, remember, mm-hmm. like, just because we do something as production people, we have an intent. We have a vision. We have a goal. Yeah. That doesn't mean that's the way that people take it. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, that's just because point. you want to say something, you, we all have our own trauma, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We all have our own story and our own context that you have no idea about. So while, yeah. yes, what you're saying, I agree with. I don't mm. want, you know, certain things forced down my kid's throat at a certain age. Like, hey, yo. when you're, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo is correct. I <laughs> like, mean. when you do, like, these comedy things and when you're putting out content, people will never remember exactly what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. So mm-hmm. even though what you're saying, again, I can agree with you, but it's the delivery of information mm. and it's the way you're saying it to people. So mm-hmm. like the three seconds that my public, my publicist like looked yeah. at it because, you know, in industry, ain't nobody watching 10 hours worth of content. Right. No, you no. got three seconds to sell me. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, Boom. Snippets. You know what I'm saying? Snippets. So I think what it was, of course, the day that she looked at it, it was like when you were, you know. I think it was when you were like on the news or something and you were like aggressively doing what you do, which again, I see you. It's, it's cool. But she's like with this day and age, with the brand Mm. that I'm building, Mm. my brand is we are women. We are entrepreneurs. I am not a man hater. Okay. I love you men. All right. Feminist. I am. So I Mm. think it's just like a conversation of what does feminist mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. For me, feminist to me, it is not, I hate men, I want to, you know, a man scarred me and now I only want to work with women. No, to me, feminism is, I've had a hard life and I haven't been given the same access to certain things the way that men have. Mm-hmm. While I'm not hating on men, I mm-hmm. need men, I want to be submissive to a man, mm-hmm. my experience is that no man has ever actually been in a manly energy with me and it's always been like i now in this masculine energy where i need to work three jobs and hustle and do this and and not be submissive like oh honey you know i'll take the wheel because you're leading the family right so like that's what feminism means to me it just means you know you you could do a zoom in on the chain you know what i'm saying you see the muscles (laughs) you see the the vibes and i see it like it's not I hate men because that's what a lot of this thing is, right? right? Men will see this. They're like, oh, that girl is so fat. That girl's so manly. Oh, she's lesbian. You know, she needs some dick to fucking calm her down. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes, I do. But I need it from a man who's alpha, who um, will lead. I yeah. need a leader. And yeah. I think that's why I'm sure we'll get into this too. Yeah. Where this whole thing of like, oh, the, the New York woman, like we sound like an old dude smoking Newports. Oh, but like, dirty. understand like the men in this area, I think in a lot of the world, mm. we come from years and centuries of, you know, don't teach black people how to read. Okay. Latinos are only to be slaves to, to build the white man's buildings, right? right? Like, like we, it's not us against each other. It's us against people who have exploited our people. For sure. Yeah. So like, that's really my thing is like, I don't hate men. Mm-hmm. Men sometimes don't like me because of this confidence. Mm-hmm. I think like 
a real man is like, damn, that's fire. Like, yo, shit. Like, I, I, usually, I, think, I think that's fire. Right. Like, I, I, usually, I'm that man. Yeah. He's like, I'm that dude. <laughs> I'm right? that dude. I love, I love feisty women. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I love feisty women until we're outside breaking your windows. Okay. Like, not, not, no, yeah, not to that point. <laughs> There's a balance. There has to be a balance. Definitely. Right, right, 100%. right. Balance. I don't balance like, I don't like, key. like the feisty key cutting. Balance is key. Leather cutting with the key. Nah, right. But with the much. Latina, you're never, you can't, it's like a shark, right? You mm. can't, you can't swim with sharks and then get mad when you get bit like exactly we're it's a shark we you know are what you're getting yourself into we are still crazy like yeah. you, we have to learn how to navigate right love it love it love it all yeah so basically we're talking a little bit about feminism but what one thing i wanted to sort of bring it to was the idea of like i guess you know the controversy right like according to your publicist um, you know, the whole you did mention the whole gender ideology thing. And you did touch a little bit on that in your conversation. And I do want to say one thing that, yeah, I do think gender ideology is pretty garbage. Um, I don't agree with it. I think it's very harmful for people. And I think it's not healthy for people's mental health. I think people that try to live in this delusional world uh, of thinking that if they think that they're like the opposite sex of what they are, I really think that's a delusion. And I'm a therapist, like I'm a actual mental health professional and i see that i work with these people and i hate to say it honestly but i just have to come forward and actually express what i see no. when i see somebody suffering i'm not just gonna sit quiet and be like yeah let's promote this because it's great i'm gonna stand up and voice my opinion on that and tell you how i really feel right. i'm gonna tell people like hey look this is what i'm seeing these individuals that go by they them and stuff like that to me when i see in my personal experience of working with them mm -hmm. those people are the ones suffering the most so that's the only reason why I feel it is important to talk about that on my platform. And I do feel like gender ideology is not like a great uh, thing. It's not healthy for people. That's what I personally believe. And I don't know what your opinions are about that, but I kind of want to learn more about what you think. You said something along the lines like adults uh, for like adults. If you want to go ahead and think that you want to be a they them, you want to, you know, you're a he, you want to be a she, whatever the case is, that's fine. Right. Okay, sure. But those are the same adults that have that ideology that are now pushing it on to the kids. Yes, sir. So therefore, now it's becoming more of a problem because now you're opening this gate by being accepting. And before you also mentioned that being a New Yorker, you're kind of like, I guess, agreeable within your personality. Mm -hmm. You try to like, I think, I don't know, within your personal self, if you, if you always had like a people-pleasing type of like mentality or anything like that. I think with New York, it's more just like we mind our business because we're too busy trying to survive. You yeah, know, I don't think it's like a people pleasing thing. It's more just like, yo, get out of my way. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to work. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, what you were saying with people pleasing. But like, mm -hmm. I guess my question to you, right? Yeah, sure. Because I can't tell you that I have an opinion on this exactly. Yeah. Because my thing is this. Neutral. Right? Neutral. No, it's not that I'm neutral. Uh -huh. It's that I want to dig deeper. Yeah, sure. I want to I want to pull the pages back and I want to really identify the root of the problem, right? Yeah. So while yes, it it is it is infuriating to think that we know obviously if my 3-year-old can't make a decision to put herself to sleep, how is she going to make a decision about her body parts, right? I understand that part, yeah. but I think it has everything to do with adults because of one like you got a piece of paper from a school that has certified you by New York State to conduct business and identify as a therapist. Yeah. Right? So when you went to school and uh -huh. paid all that money, I don't know how much you paid, but I'm sure it was at least over $30,000, mm -hmm. well over $30,000. Like, what was the reason you became a therapist? So the reason why I became a therapist was because I wanted to help people. Um, and if I see somebody suffering... I really care about that. Another reason why I became a therapist is because growing up, I always realized that I was actually like a really good listener to people, no matter what I felt or believed. I never really asserted my own issues onto others, my own beliefs onto others. If I believe something, I believe it internally. I don't express it. It's until recently that I started realizing that, you know, being a people pleaser, because that's what I was. Mm -hmm. That's why when you said it, I kind of connected. I was like, yeah, me, like I, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like... You know, I'm like that type of, so I teach as well. Mm -hmm. So like if a student is to come up to me and be like, hey, professor, like, you know, I was late on this assignment. Can I get extra time to do it? Yeah, yeah, not a problem, not a problem. You know, it's not big, I don't care. I'm very humble. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not assertive. I'm not that type of person. 
Until I started going to therapy. And I started yeah. realizing how my people-pleasing tendencies was actually not really helping. It was self-sabotaging. Yeah. It wasn't really helping people. It wasn't even really helping myself. Right. Yeah. Like, imagine a professor that tells you every week, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. You can be late. Right. What am I teaching that student? Absolutely. Mm. Right. That lateness is okay. So right. they're going to go into the world because of me promoting, hey, lateness is okay. Right. So that that idea right there, when I explored that with my own therapist, I was like, you know what? Like... I do have to have a voice on the side. Right. And I know like it's a risk because yes, I'm a licensed professional, but hey, all these licensed professionals in the past had the craziest theories too. No, 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 no. Freud, and that's and I'm not that's I'm not fact. saying that to yeah. be like to even put that on, you know, negotiation, like take his take his license away. No, that yeah. wasn't the point of that. For me, it I've was gotten, more I've like, gotten threatened. I've gotten people threatening me that they're well, gonna call the, thing is the, that, the so board remember, and be so like, Yeah, as, this person's saying this, and I'm just like, Yeah, but Honestly, I'm backed up by science. I'm all about research, right? right? So, like, there is research studies that are showing that are actually coming out from the UK government mm-hmm. that gender ideology and all this gender-affirming care is not helping people. Yes, sir. There's right. actual research data on that now. That's why I'm speaking. And I was the first one to speak bef- about it before the data even came out. Yeah, yeah. So, I basically, you know, I basically told the future. Like, right. this is... This is not... I was a prophet. Like, I was like, yo, this is bad. This is not good for people. He did people. the Ray J. He I, hit it first. Uh, <laughs> he hit it first, but he didn't hit it. He, he shared it first. first. All right? I shared it he first. He shared it first. I brought it up. And me and Kevin were actually just talking about this before we were meeting uh, up with you about uh, how our niche is this whole talking about gender ideology and gender affirming care and how it's not good. And, like, we were talking about it, and we actually came to the conclusion that that's how our podcast actually started. Yeah. 100%. We started talking about that. Like, I was the first one. And I remember when I first started the podcast, like... 30 people unfollowed me. The first yeah. time, the first time I spoke about yes, like this, transgenderism, this Latin, things. Latinx, all that stuff, all like that 30 shit. people hit me up. They were like, Dre, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I just think this is, this, is, this is my this is my feeling about this shit. Right. And I feel like there's something wrong because I'm seeing it firsthand. I'm the one that works front lines with people yeah. on their deep personal levels. So I see when these people come to me and they have these they, them pronouns and stuff like that. Like, it's like the other day, one client was telling me, oh, I can't even, like, I can't even find a job. And I'm like, Wait, let's, why? let's be careful, yeah. HIPAA laws. All right, let's be careful, HIPAA, HIPAA laws. HIPAA. So how about this? So the reason why I was asking you about yeah. so going back to the root, right? Mm-hmm. We're going back to the root of the problem and why did you become a therapist? And what mm-hmm. I heard, what I absorbed from what you just told me was, yeah. I want to help people who need to be helped. Yeah. Right? So... This is just as a woman's point of view and as a woman's perspective and a, as an outsider looking in and yeah. almost kind of like your podcast sister, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. You know, learning the way media works, hmm. learning the history of media and how it is used to manipulate the masses, right? Mm-hmm. So cool. Like, that's fine. But Asking yourself now, going back to the root of you, of mm. why you became a therapist, what, ha- what I would suggest to you is in knowing that your job is directly tied to supporting someone in crisis, mm. like understand the need of the community. Mm-hmm. That person is in crisis. Yeah. So without being disrespectful to any he, them, or anyone who's watching this, like respectfully... Any person who is in a mental good place would never say, I want to chop off my private parts to be something or someone else or whatever the case may be. And I'm yeah. sorry if that came off disrespectfully. No, One, it doesn't, it doesn't. I have a couple of friends. Yeah. Who, my best friend is, is, is lesbian. Like I have people in my community who I don't want to pull that card where it's like, oh, you're racist, but you have black friends. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But like, I'm kind of pulling that <laughs> card. Kind of not. But like, I'm just advocating for whoever is seriously going on a camera and telling the world and the internet something that will never be erased forever that they are identifying as someone or something that needs to be mutilating or changing their body that is a key indicator read between the lines they are in crisis so as your podcast sister i'm just (laughs) saying Shift the approach and go back into the therapy hat and the science of what you're speaking to and understand that the same way. I don't know what your parents were like as a Latino, you know, young man, Mm -hmm. like. 
Oh, and my mom was very empathetic and like she's very. She's okay, like, so I have the opposite, yeah, right? The opposite. I have crazy, a pair. Yeah. I have my dad is Greek and my mother mm. is Colombian. Mm. So my dad is like, do as I say when I say it and do it and like no matter what I say, do it. And my mom is very like, I'm just happy to be in this country. Like, please <laughs> and thank you, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. me, I've been in this 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 like like both kind of worlds where I'm like, okay. You know, I'm going to speak up or whatever, but just learning, like, if this is the lane that you're you're choosing, that you're showing you want to be in, right? You're not doing this for money. You're doing this for passion. Yeah, passion. You will always 100%. succeed in life when you directly connect your source of income to a passion. Because yeah. where at first you're going to take the L of not making that much money, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to take the L. You're going to do shit for free. You know, you're going to build your email blast marketing campaign. But people respect and see hustle. And you won't see it right away, but you will see it in the end, right? Yeah, and you will sure. start getting booked. You will start getting all these things. Sure. So yeah. in knowing that right now you have a main source of income, that's your job. That's what you do. If this is your passion and you're... You want to support people and your ideology is that people are in crisis. I need to help. I would mm -hmm. just suggest as a Latina, I don't like being told what to do. Lower <laughs> your voice. Talk sure. to me nice. Like yeah, automatically yeah, yeah, yeah. when somebody's in my face talking about don't do that. I'm automatically doing it just well, to shut you well, up. It's not that I'm telling people not to do it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not saying people, you are. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, like, it's I'm, like you're you're definitely aggressive. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I, mean like, I, I portray that on the podcast, but if you really meet me in person, I'm a completely yeah. different person. I'm like, man. It's certain podcasts you watch certain episodes. But you it's watch perception. Certain episodes. No. episodes you think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. And cooler. everything, it's yeah, again, yeah. it's so, not about what you think, it's about the perception of what people are absorbing from you. Can I hop in here real quick? I love it because I feel like I'm part of the instigation here. <laughs> a thousand percent because when i relink with dre we had these conversations for hours about you know the risk behind this uh whether it's income licensure xyz and i think that the big part that we both agree to is that this is beyond us like this is for our kids yeah. this is for the generations that come and we are willing to take the risk and we're willing to put ourselves out there and be vocal and be new yorkers when and put some sauce into it and not <laughs> not shrink chin up, show this back type shit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what they want us to do. They want us to shrink. They want us to, like you said in the beginning, uh, be within their comfort level. And quite frankly, we're kind of tired of that. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you spoke man. about, you know, college education. I went to one of these schools, which I'm not going to disclose right now, but, you know, I was the one masculine kind of vocal person there. And I was, I was that anti-feminist. I was that guy who was, who was hating. I was the one who they wanted to quiet down. So yeah. when I linked back up with Dre, he re-inspired me to continue my therapeutic journey because I didn't feel confined to what New York licensure and all these things was telling me how to conduct therapy because yeah. that's not how that's not who I am as a person. Uh, you know, I came from coaching to counseling to advising, and now into therapy, and I felt like part of that is being vocal, like you know. And I completely understand. I appreciate you know, the forewarning of it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's sometimes I got to check Drake myself. Like, yo, you sure you want to put that out there? Yeah, we had, we had some shit yeah, that I said that we, that we cut off. off. That we cut like, yo, bro, that's I was like, yo, much. that's too much. So I, I know when to, like, cut it off and, like, be like, nah, that's too <laughs> no, much. No, listen, this is a journey. <laughs> yeah, Like, what sure. you think you know today will be completely different after you shoot 100 episodes. Like, sure. yeah. like it's, it's this and we change just is it will it will yeah. form yeah. into other things but like, i will change too i'm not yeah. saying like it, like let's say okay if there's a study that shows gender affirming care is helping people right like a bunch of people not just the 30 group people that these studies are based on that they're promoting which is 30 only 30 individuals they're saying like 20 of them were good after this 10 of them were bad still that's like a little number but when they start putting research out that shows like thousands of people benefiting from it yeah i would be like okay you know what i'll admit i was wrong so you know, how about this, yeah. right? Because I think we're channeling the energy to the wrong people. Because if we can't be mad at the people who we know we are identifying, they have big red indicators and flags. I'm in crisis. I'm, I'm bugging out. I think I want this, whatever the case may be. And it's crazy because I help really, those people. Right, because that's what you're, you, you have a passion for your community. Yeah. You want to build equity in the community that you were raised in, right? Mm -hmm. But now, why don't we ask the real hard question? Let's bring this energy to the people 
bringing this ideology to this person in crisis? Who is exploiting these people? Who who is this company coming up with these great propagandas and running Antifa. this media campaign? <laughs> Antifa. And and being like, "Hey guys, like you should be teaching this to your kids in the school because I highly 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 doubt a principal of a public school system is talking about, I want this controversy in my school. All right. I highly doubt it's a principal. Depends. I highly doubt. I, so I work in the DOE for a very long time. Me too. I've worked with a lot of principals. And let me tell you something. While principals make a thousand decisions, they don't want to. Okay. Yeah. They don't want to. And like they don't make enough money for the amount of things that they are put on pressure as like where it's like, the principal made that decision, right? Where it's not really the principal, like they did it because they were told to by their boss. Because remember, everyone's got a boss. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Everyone answers to somebody. Yeah. Where maybe in this room, oh, I'm the boss, and yeah, go get my shit. But <laughs> I got an investor that I'm talking to that I got to be like, mm -hmm, excuse me, yes, so I have the invoices prepared for you, sir. Like mm. everyone answers to somebody. So I think the real question here is who has made this such a media campaign right now because for the last 50 years we've been had this conversation there's been plenty of people who identified and didn't and this this and the third but like now it is literally as people in media mm. a campaign yeah. being pushed it's joe biden's fault <laughs> joe <laughs> biden joe Sleepy biden biden and harris biden biden Bring Trump back. Oh man, this is this is nuts. I mean, hey, like I understand, like principals have a lot of decisions to make and run schools, but it's really up to the school district. But it's not. It's not. Mm. Let me tell you why. And and I'm not because not because I'm saying I so, want it to so be like, like this. But you know, I know you have two kids, right? Have Have you seen any sort of suspicion of that nature within your kids' like education at all within the school? Like, so I my kids go because to school. I, I work with kids and I work with kids in middle school and I hear it all the time from them that they're teaching them this LGBT curriculum during advisory period. And one student actually just this past week told me that. He wants to hide in the bathroom every time this curriculum comes up in his advisory class. And it's happening All right, every week. Well, maybe that's reaching a little bit. All right. Like hiding. Like, bro, the yeah. way these guys talk to each other when they're playing freaking Call of Duty, they talk to each other way crazier than learning that a gay guy likes a gay guy. All right. Well, it's not, it's not about it's not about like I always. Teach I guess we're let's let's do a survey because <laughs> there's a lot of information out. Can we get yeah. very specific as to what exactly you're talking about. So like I, I completely, you know, once again, I always say this, I respect people's sexuality. You know what I mean? Like if you're gay, you're gay. Like that's, that's just how you want to live. And just because I'm and, special, and, like I'm special. Uh, I don't know terminologies and stuff. Like, like I need, I need like your version for dummies. Okay. Sorry. Cause my, no, sorry. my watchers yeah. are going to tune in so, and they probably don't sexuality. know either. Sexuality you know? is different. Yeah, yeah, let's so, so let's, let's, let's differentiate yeah. the two. Yeah. Sexuality is completely different from identity. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sexuality is basically based on your preference or your uh, wants or, or sexual wants and desires of a certain individual. That's sexuality. That's like identity is what you identify as. That's a whole different topic. This is why I've, you know, worked with uh, Gays Against Groomers. I don't know if you saw the I saw content with the organization that, I, that I've worked with kind of in a way. And we've had podcasts. I've talked with Maggie from Gays Against Groomers, Amaya. I met with Jamie Mitchell, the head leader of Gays Against Groomers. And these are a bunch of gay individuals that even say themselves that this shit is weird. This shit shouldn't be going on. And they agree that that's not, sexuality is different. Even in the messages that they send, they always say, lgb and t q right so the tq is more of an identity there's not like you can be queer and you can be straight or gay or lesbian or whatever you could be transgender you could be a straight transgender you could you know you could be a straight male that just likes to cross dress like that's an identity it's not a sexuality sexuality is different so if you, whatever like sexuality is fine if you want to be lesbian gay bisexual that's on you i have nothing against that it's just when it comes to identity that's a big thing because Identity is heavily correlated with mental health. Whatever you identify as, whatever you want to like call yourself or whatever you want to do, that's really associated with mental health. Mm -hmm. This is why, um, you know, sometimes even people take mental health disorders like ADHD and it becomes part of their identity. And that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I tell parents sometimes when I see a child with ADHD, I kind of tell the parent, hey, you know, um, if you tell your child that they have ADHD, 
they might actually become ADHD. Mm. I know I've told myself yeah. that, and they like, might literally, uh, and then they believe it, and then yeah. they run with it, and it's yeah. a belief. It's a psychological kind of like a psyop of, of like taking this disorder and becoming it becomes you. Yeah, right. you know. And I tell people all the time that I work with, like, don't do that. That's not healthy. Just say like, I have ADHD. I'm not ADHD. It's not my identity. It's not how I identify myself. Right, and that's that's like the same thing. Now you're talking about gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria is a mental disorder characterized as somebody having confusion about their gender identity, mm-hmm. right? Has nothing to do with sexuality. Even when you teach a human, well, I've taught a human sexuality course, and even in the human sexuality textbooks, they always talk about LGB. They don't say TQ, you know, because it's sexuality. It's not identity. Identity is a whole different chapter in the book. So then what is the beef? Like, because I, I, my, me personally, my kids go to school in Long Island. Yeah. My kids oh, are nice. little. Okay. My kid, yeah. I, I'm in a first grade and a third grade class. Okay. So as of date, you know, on the way here, we were talking, I said something about like, yes, mommy might say something about being gay. Like, and you see, that was me making an assumption and thinking that, that this was the same thing. Right. And then, you know, my daughter was like, oh, I know what that is. And I was like, really? Like, what is that? And then she said, when a boy likes a boy yeah. and a girl likes a girl. And I'm like, okay, how does that make you feel? I mean, I don't care. Like you do what you need to do. Like I'm, I'm doing me. And I'm yeah. like, bet that's, that's my daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess, is it in like in the city and, and that's another thing. As somebody who's worked in ed- education, mm-hmm. I you have no idea how many fires I put out in the main office from people said that she says something that she really didn't say that was taken out of context and there was no ever actual it being done. It was just a gossiping conversation of people at the bodega. So like, while yes, the things that you're saying are definitely important. Like what is the evidence showing that we have a principal mandating a teacher to teach this where we can now hold somebody accountable? Or is this something that middle school kids are, you know, they know they have to go to therapy with you. Mm -hmm. They don't, they know this is what your lane is and Mm -hmm. this is what they're talking about. And it's kind of like when, when you go into a courtroom, they have like special, lawyers for kids because you're supposed to like like the way you ask a question to a child can determine the answer that you get right like you can coach a kid into kind of saying something that they don't mean and i'm not saying that to say you're coaching kids to say this Mm -hmm. but it's just to bring context to conversations of Mm -hmm. who are we holding accountable is this actually being distributed as an elective or was it something that like a substitute said in passing on a bad day that now got escalated no, and playing telephone where no. like we're making it something? So, there's there's actually legislation going on right now that they want to the Democrats want to pass that are talking about teaching elementary school from K to to fifth grade about sexual sexuality. They want to okay, they want to so implement this in public schools. Let's get schools. nitty and gritty. What does that mean? Teaching them about sexuality is this something? And and again, this isn't me being sarcastic. This is me yeah. being like very clear and transparent. Like teachers, okay, let's teach sexuality. What does that mean? That doesn't mean hey, go fuck there's, people. Like you know, what does that mean to a kindergartner? It should be well. They want to teach in, inclusivity and in, in sexuality. They want to teach kids that you know, if you're gay, it's okay. You know, type of thing. Like, you know, like they, they want to. But the thing, the problem with that is that kids are very like uh, impressionable. Right. Yeah. So when they hear something like that, they can take that and really think about it in black and white, ter- like in black and white ways of cognitively thinking. I mean, when you talk about like Piaget's cognitive development, which is a theory, Piaget was a psychologist mm-hmm. who studied like cognitive development and stuff like that. You know, he said that kids at a certain age from like from about four to 10 years old think very black and white. You know, they're not thinking hypothetically how teenagers do. And this is exactly why in middle schools at six and, and in sixth and seventh grade, when they're about, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, this is why you get those science projects where you have to figure out hypothesis and solve a scientific problem. That's exactly why they introduced those type of science projects at that in that grade level, because that's when they know kids start thinking hypothetically. But kids before that think very black and white. So if you talk to them about sexuality, they could take it any way that the teacher presents it as, just as you said. So if a gay teacher is teaching it, that's going to influence a child to think in a gay way. It's impressionable. That's, that can be a problem because now you're scoping my kid's sexuality in some way that I don't, I'm not even aware about because I'm at work working. Right. So this is going back to the whole... And I know it sounds grimy because I am a child of an immigrant. Both of my parents came to this country on some like 
you know, this was the dream coming to America. And while you and I and, and you, you guys have education, you have knowledge, you can communicate well amongst your peers, you know what you're talking about. The schools that, I guess my question is, which specific schools, let's look up those zip codes yeah. because I want to know which schools are allowing this ideology because I guarantee you it's not happening in Great Neck. I oh, guarantee yeah, you it's not happening in Bayside and in Little Neck where you got a lot of people with a lot of money. It's only probably happening in low-income communities where this is where you're, you're mm. creating certain things and exploiting certain cultures because you know they don't have access to resources. So, so my question goes back to... Is it up to us knowing that, no disrespect, we have more education, we have more resources. We can't, def we can't think that people who go to public school will be able to have and gather these resources to fight this fight. And, that's and now thing. it's up to us to be like, okay, obviously these people don't know, well, if you don't like it, then go pay for a private school, right? They don't have the and, money. And that's that's the thing. That's that's the thing, exactly. And that's why, like, you know, when I spoke at the Gays Against Groomers event, I remember I spoke about how I put my child in public school. Like, yeah. my four-year-old's in, in pre-K in a public school, right? And when I said that, everybody was like, teach him at home, homeschool him, homeschool him, whatever the case is. I'm sorry, and I'm like, you like, stayed wait, wait, at home with a pre-K like, kid wait, wait, all day? Hold up, first of all, I don't, that's giving up to me. That yeah. is giving up. That is like me. If you're telling all, if you, you know, you as a conservative, you're going to try to homeschool your kid. You're giving up on the system. Like you're giving up. Like we need more parents like us that are going to speak up if we're concerned about what they're teaching our kids, because that's not fair to the other kids whose parents are agreeable and people pleasing and, and aren't assertive. That's how they get your kids from that personality. And that's why it's important for me to learn to not be assert to not be a people pleaser. Yeah. That's why now, like, me being assertive has given me more power to myself. And I've fucking been happy as hell doing yeah. all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Because this is, like, making me feel better. You're like a butterfly yeah. fresh out of the cocoon. Yeah, I'm like, I'm You're like, like flying. Wait, I'm I like, can wee. tell you to fuck off? <laughs> fuck off! Like, I, like, but again, I'm like, flying. this is this is a journey, though, right? Because I'm, I'm a when peacock. I, you gotta let me fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is what was the funny movie? Where he's like, let me be. Let me be. You know, the other I'm, guys. Yes. yes. Like, I just want to be. What did he say? He's like, I'm a peacock. You yes, gotta let yes, me fly. Yes, yes. That's what you just said. Yes. So it's like. Fuck, I just lost my train of Yeah, so we're talking about basically, you know, me being a parent and conservatives shouldn't be telling people homeschool your kids because you're giving up on the system. You're I'm allowing not saying the public school system. And I also, I'm not saying up. homeschool your kids, right? Like, I'm saying, unfortunately, this is what happens to Americans. It happens with banks. It happens with car insurance. It happens with anything associated to your credit. Oh, you don't have money, so you got to pay double. Like, that's what happens. We are not born in public, in private school systems where we get to go into the principal's office, dick on the table, talking <laughs> about, you're not going to teach my kid this because I funded the pool here, so you're going to change my, you know what I mean? Dick on the you table. Can't, you know, like big dick energy, like walking around <laughs> showing off because you know that you funded that school, so right. you have a stake in that school. Exactly. So yeah. as people of the city mm -hmm. who... We don't pay a lot of taxes that go towards education. Another mm. reason why Long Island parents can put bass in their voice. Because mm. they're like, I paid $12,000 taxes a year till the day I die in this I, I, neighborhood. But, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck if I pay like $10 taxes. I'm still paying something. <laughs> So that's the education nah, price. I'm still nah, saying that's, something. The I, I, that's still nah. my money, and I'm still going to say something nah. because I don't care how much I'm put in or whatever. Believe me, for I my, am for from the city. I, I pay a lot of taxes. So, like, I, I'm, as a consumer, you pay a lot of taxes. No, as, but a, those as a business taxes, owner, I pay a lot right, of taxes. As a business owner and a consumer, yeah. we daily, we all pay taxes on every and, transaction and that, that we do legally. Yeah, all right, yeah. legally that we do. Legally, we are, you know, we pay taxes. Right, exactly, right? But I'm saying, unfortunately, it's like anything in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. You are innocent until proven guilty. We all know these corporate monsters are monsters and guilty and disgusting. But guess what? They have money to pay for paperwork with lawyers to get the shit together. So on paper, they're good. So it's the same thing with with education we cannot go yelling at people to change a curriculum that you're not paying for i'm not saying they don't deserve it i'm not saying we are not all the same person like the same human mankind and 
that we all deserve the same education. That's not what I'm saying. I'm mm. saying it's up to us now as people who have clearly shown we have education, we have resources, we have ideas that are in the best interest of our children's children. It is now our duty to gather the resources and, you know, come up with a good deliverable approach to leave an impact where just because we're screaming, you need to do it like this. Cause I went to school. People don't take that. Well, they don't receive it well. And if your intent is to support people in crisis, we just have to think of a different strategy to get to that ultimate goal of leaving impact on our children's children. You yeah. Know? And that's, that's a hard thing to think about. I wonder if you have any suggestions. Can I ask you something? You say you you from Long Island or your kids go to Long Island. Well, now like, I am no. a fresh Long Island girl. Oh, okay. right? I was oh. born and raised. Welcome I've lived, to Long Island. So yes. I mean, there's certain um, districts in Long Island that are teaching certain things as early as kindergarten and first grade. So I wanted to ask you um, if your daughters do go to a school where they're teaching them about a gender X alien who right. you know doesn't have any body parts and can be fluid and can be. Um, kind of anywhere in the gender spectrum, whether a male, female, non-binary, and telling your daughters that they have a choice in choosing their gender. Like, how would you feel about that? Well, as of date, nobody has tried me yet, mm. right? As of date, mm. today, you know, whatever day this is getting aired, nobody has tried to go in my kid's school where they're at and say anything like that because I'm one of those parents that when my kids come home, hey, yeah. who'd you sit next to today? I don't Same. ask, I don't ask how was your day? That's a very stupid question. You ask specific questions to get to know your kids. Who'd exactly. you sit with today? What color was your best friend wearing? Because now you're making your kid think in different ways mm -hmm. of like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I would say you're going to meet them in a couple of minutes and maybe we could just interview <laughs> them. Um, but the, my girls have not been. And I have learned, because again, I've worked in education for 13 years. It is not up to anybody other than me and the other person who, who helped me create them, whatever. Yeah, we could talk about that another time, but it's only <laughs> up to daddies. him and yeah. I to prepare my daughters and give my daughters mm -hmm. the tools to be successful in life where I tell my daughters all the time and maybe I do a little too much. Maybe a, a couple of my homegirls be like, yo, you, you doing like, why you talk to them like that? My kids are not the, Hey honey, can you sit down? Nah, they don't listen. My kids, you got to curse out a little bit for them to listen to you. You know, like the more you're like, Oh, sweetheart, they will ride that train yep. until you get the McDonald's three times in one night. <laughs> like my kids, you got to talk to real, like, you know what I mean? And that's why, right. And I tell them all the time the other day, my, I think my, that's another thing that changed me is parenting. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that's another thing that made me more, less people pleasing, like, more I, assertive. Carmen, the other day, she came up to me. She said something, and she said it real, like, and Frank, and like, dicho y hecho, como lo hice. Like, and I was like, bruh, that's a no for me, dog. Like that, like real, like, nope. And she was like, that's unfair. And she went on this dramatic, oh, what was me, and how life is not fair. And I got, I got down on eye level, right? You get down on your knee, and you go eye to eye. Yeah. And I said to my eight-year-old, and maybe you can unfollow me if you think I'm too rough on my eight-year-old. I said, honey, the quicker you realize that nothing in this world is fair and that every day you have to fight for this you will be better off in life and that's what i'm doing your kids will be better off in life <laughs> no one is going to hand you anything so exactly. when people come and try to talk to my kids about some shit my yeah. daughters be like um yeah. i don't know about you but like yeah. i'll take that up with my mom thank you yeah good you that's know like, so yeah, no gender I mean, X. <laughs> if, if, I mean, I see for me, my my target and That's my beef enough. is not with teachers in education because they don't get paid enough. I know that it's oh, not no, them, my beef right? is not with them. Either. My beef is with them YouTube shits. What yeah. is with the weird YouTube videos and mm, mm, and like, oh, you're ugly. No, you're ugly. Like, why is what is promoted on TikTok and YouTube to American children yeah, completely different yeah. from what is uh, promoted in YouTube? You see what the Japanese kids Kids are learning on TikTok. Yeah. Them motherfuckers is talking about yo like warrior stance. <laughs> this is how you break something in half with one finger. Like they are building warriors and soldiers yeah. at age two. Yep. But here in America, it's like tell your mom she's ugly and stupid. Like that's literally the TikTok shit that I be seeing. It's like, and I hear it. I'm listening. I'm that's like, crazy. yo, what yeah. are you watching right now? And it's like, yeah, tell that girl that she's ugly and that her boyfriend like called me last night. Why is that being marketed to my seven-year-old? Yeah. 
Like yeah, I'm, I'm not cool with this TikTok shit. I'm not. Yeah, not nah, TikTok is not good. You gotta I mean, emasculate even, America. That's what, that's my emasculate America. Emasculate cool. America. I mean the women, but we need to masculinate these men, and not y'all, because y'all are doing your thing. But like, there's a lot of again. I'm not a man hater. I mm. love you men. I want you manly men out there. <laughs> but I'm having trouble finding you. Right. I've met in my and that's not to say I've slept with every man. Don't take my shit out of context. (laughs) All right. The men, my boys, people in production, just in life like we have, again, all had this journey of suffering. Think about it. All of our parents got sold a dream. Come to America and and give us 70 hours a week of your life and Mm -hmm. we'll give you a nice pension. Ask me how long it took for my dad to get his first pension check. A very long time. long time. I am not convinced anymore, city of New York. Mm. This whole pension, benefits, Retirement. 401ks. Have you ever tried calling your fucking pension system? Mm. It's a shame the way that these bitches talk to you. Like you got, like you bothering them. Oh, I'm sorry. I've submitted 70 hours a week of my life to you for the last 13 years. Talk to me nice and sit up straight when you speak to me. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're that assertive person, huh? Because it's like, for me, I don't ask for much. I'm a very humble person. Ask my team. Yeah. When you see my team, they'll be like, yo, cat is honestly like, no, seriously. Like, she'll, yeah. like, yo, she, she'll Uber me, eats food. Like, like I'm the type, I listen to your favorite color so that when I'm handing you an onboarding folder packet, it's in your favorite color. Like I'm that kind of person. Mm. I am very attention to detail mm. and, and I treat the janitor the same way I treat my sponsor. Sure. Like ask about me. If you don't know, now you know. And that's why when people come to me with some bullshit, not with the time of not with the 13 years I put into the system and working in the fucking projects and bending over backwards to help families in crisis. Mm. Like when I'm calling about my pension, you say good afternoon, Catherine. Thank you for calling. So we appreciate your 13 years of service. How can we help you? That's how I want to be fucking greeted. Yeah, right. A uh, red carpet and shit. It, I mean, not even a red carpet. Just good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Good but afternoon. T- talking on the topic of like pen- pensions and like economics and stuff. Like, what what are your political viewpoints? Like, what what do you consider yourself to like be politically? Like, are you more like libertarian, liberal, conservative? Like, what what are your political viewpoints? I identify <laughs> as that bitch. All right. I identify as I don't know any of those terms. Yeah. My political stance is the same energy that this is giving to, to people and men who think that they're women and want to identify. Let's all come together with this energy on the corporate loopholes that people get away with on a daily basis every day. Mm-hmm. A black man can go to jail for life for smoking weed, but fucking Bill Wahlberg is Einstein can steal 70 people, you know, 70 years worth of, of people's pensions and, and, and risk it on and get his corporate greed and walk around. Like, that's my beef. That's my political stance. That's your, okay. Like, I, I, corporate I've, I've America you, I, is disgusting. I, I've been seeing you post, like, a lot of stuff, like, especially during COVID. You were, like, against the masks and all that. You were against the mandates. Yeah, because it's a that. campaign. You got vaccinated? I had to because I worked for the city. Yeah, same. All right, so that, like the political stuff. Like, I just wanted to know, like, your political viewpoints, but it seems like you're just kind of, like, really are just impartial to it, kind of. I'm not impartial. I don't think, I think that America and everyone has been very confused. (laughs) We have thought that this is a fight against each other, and oh, Mm -hmm. black and white, and I'm not going to let Jose get my jobs. Right. What jobs? You you cleaning toilets for $12 an hour? No, you're not. (laughs) You're not taking that job, bro. Exactly. You're not taking Jose's Jose is not what, what, taking you about the your job. What do you think about all the migrants? My coming? question about the migrants is who's bringing them here? Because they're broke, right? Biden. How did seventy five thousand people get here if they're broke? Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. I have no fucking clue. Your boy, the one you voted for. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Byron. <laughs> Joe Byron. <laughs> What, what, nah, what was the thing? Though. What was what was the um the gorilla nems when he's like fuck your life? I don't even remember because that's what he remember. said. He's like Joe Byron. Wasn't Joe Byron, that yeah, that was like a little oh, viral oh, clip. Oh, the guy that Coney Island, clip. Coney Island. Yeah, Island. what? Yeah, uh, what was that clip? All right, wait, that's why I always say Joe Byron and nah, not Joe like, Biden. Like those migrants, the migrant shit is like because I, I I live in uh, Queens Village, so they yeah. just actually started coming into Creedmoor. There's actually like a tent city in Creedmoor, so I'd be seeing them walking up and down the streets all the time. These, yeah, like, but Creedmoor, that area, I I. My yeah, where I grew up, I, I lived a block away from Creedmoor. You know, like I literally. Yeah. You remember the new school? 
Yeah. I lived right off the side of the cross island. Like, like I don't have like right a house there. across. It was the cross island. Like, I lived on that awkward block my oh, whole life. That's crazy. Um, so you saw again, all the people coming from Creedmoor walking up and down the Yeah, definitely so really. But not now, that time's like 20. Right. But again, I think that we are confused and we're asking the wrong questions. I'm not mad at people who are scared to live in their country and think that coming here and getting abused by the system and and working like slaves to get paid for a third of it. I'm not mad at them. Mm. I wonder who brought them here yeah who's like, bringing them here it's kind of it's the kind only of other time i remember a lot of slaves getting dropped off was when it was this whole african thing you know like yeah. that was a thing where what was North it Atlantic slave trade right like they brought they went into countries they mm. conquered them took their women took their men put them on a ship and then came and dropped them off so while we're all like you're mad on instagram and you voted for him it's really how did 150,000 people get yeah, here? Yeah, yeah no, that's Because when I call a government website and I call a thing, you can't get nobody on the phone. Mm. You can't get nobody on the phone. So now all of a sudden, people who don't have access to books, who know how to read or even drive a car, magically created a boat and, and got 150,000 other people on it. Mm. Like they didn't want to come here. I guarantee yeah. you they're not like, ooh, you know, maybe they were getting hurt. And, and they're coming from, like, China, too. It's like it's not Africa. just one country. Africa, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. all over all the, over world. the world. So in. where in the past, it's like, okay, Venezuela had a, you know, they had, like, a, a, a thing. That was a thing. And it's mostly males. So you vote in Trump next time. I'm voting like I, Trump. you can mark my words, okay? And in 10 years, God forbid, I'm no longer here. I said it here, all right? I believe my political stance is we all need to close up shop and evaluate who has been doing this whole dictatorship in America and reevaluate our structure before we sit here and try to blame who did what. And it was none of our faults. It was not our fault. It wasn't our parents' fault. It wasn't their parents' fault. We are coming from a line of getting exploited. Mm. So let's follow the money, right? Follow the money. I would say follow follow the money. And who... If you do anything after today, you were talking about the pandemic and I'm talking about following money. (laughs) The only thing I can say is you have the information in your hand. As of date, we are allowed to surf the Internet. Use that shit because one day we will not be able to have access to these things. Right. And my question to you is research what companies went bankrupt in 2020. Yeah. DJ Gatica. Yo. We got a uh, closed shop here for today. Where's your ad? Where can people find you? What is your uh, location? Where where could people like follow you at? So you could follow me in the tri-state area. I am always at some beautiful exclusive like rooftop vibes executive like no trashy you know stripper shit you come for a good vibe with me you come for professional you know you bring the boo out not the side bitch you know not not the side trashy goes to jets on queens boulevard we're not talking about that one we're talking about the main squeeze the one that you're trying to impress you 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 figure out where i'm at that's where you take her you'll get her right (laughs) that night what's what's the ad where can people follow you at we got to wrap it up for today what's the Where's YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, what you do? Facebook. Um, Gatica the DJ on everything. On YouTube. Everything. Gatica the follow DJ. Follow my podcast. Follow my mixes. Um, we just dropped the segment Bars and Beats. Hey. If you see this, I'm normally not this serious. I'm normally like fun and music and yeah, shit. But you're on, but you're on the MindWorks podcast. So fun, you're on the MindWorks podcast. So you got to make that mind work. We're going to have to close it up here. DJ Gatica, thank you for coming on the podcast. We'd love thank to have you, you again. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. See you later on the flip side, everybody. Peace. Peace.